Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on this Monday, September 25th, 2023, the first day of Duke men's basketball practice has arrived ahead of the 2023-2024 season. And we're going to talk about that with our good pal Kevin Connolly, who is the site expert for Ball Durham on today's show. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. Also make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm there as well at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow this show. Watch it each and every day on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button as your support continues to mean so much to us here at Lockdown Blue Devils. Without further ado, let's bring on my good buddy, Kevin Connolly, who is, in fact, the site expert for Ball Durham. And, Kevin, here we are. Basketball season has finally arrived. JJ, you said it perfect in your open. Finally, it'll put a little smile on our faces. We were just talking before the show about our two football teams and the Carolina Panthers for you and the New York Jets for me. And, oh, man, Duke football, Duke basketball, thank you for giving us a lifeline here. Um, because certainly good times are in Durham. Anytime that we have a reason to smile is a great one when it comes to our sports fandom, and uh, that's certainly the case with the Stukeman's basketball program. So the first day of practice has arrived. There's a new commit for Dukeman's basketball that we want to get to a little bit later in the program. But just first and foremost, it's been an offseason uh, where we've been talking a lot about the fact that Duke has so many key players returning from last year's squad. We now know that they are healthy, they're full goes. Kyle Filipowski and Mark Mitchell had some injuries. They're back in the mix and going. So here we are, Kevin. Now they're actually getting to practice and get set for this upcoming season. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, like we see all these offseason workouts and all these other videos, and, and it, it's practice. Like, yeah, you can call it – you can have it a different term, their workouts, but I guess today it's the official start of practice. You can actually label it that term as practice. So – um, certainly a good sign. Yeah, obviously that Kyle Filipowski and Mark Mitchell news um, that came out a couple of weeks ago that we've kind of known now for a couple of months, so that becomes even more official. Um, but yeah, finally, first day of practice. It, there's been a lot of hype around this Duke team, and typically there is with Duke just given the history of the program, but a lot of people have them at number two in the preseason poll behind Kansas, but it feels like just among chatter uh, around college basketball and college basketball Twitter and, and so on and so forth. It just feels like Duke is getting the most chatter among anybody, among Kansas, among UConn, the defending national champions, um, among just about any other team you throw out there. It feels like everyone is talking about Duke. Practice has arrived, meaning there are no more restrictions, right, in terms of how frequently coaches can talk to people on their staff uh, and that sort of thing, or players on the court. They can coach them as they see fit. So with that being said, practice is now here what are those next things that you're looking to figure out ahead of the season for the Stuke basketball squad, Kevin? Well, I think the first thing is finding out that fifth starter, right? Because the assumption is we know who the four starters are going to be, but the four returners and Jeremy Roach, Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, and Kyle Filipowski. I think the first question you have to answer is, okay, who's going to be that fifth starter on opening night? Um, it feels like right now the leader in the clubhouse is Jared McCain. Obviously, you still have TJ Power, uh, Caleb Foster, uh, um, and then you throw in a couple of returners, like a guy like Jaden Shoot. Can he take that monumental step forward and try and crack in the starting lineup as that small forward type role? 
Um, I think that'd be a little tough. I think for him, he's probably better served coming off the bench, but it certainly feels like Jared McCain is the leader in the clubhouse right now to be that fifth starter. The fifth starter is a big question. I think also we're now to the point leading up to the start of the season, we'll probably get the official word as to who are the team captains for this year's squad. We haven't quite learned that yet, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But, I mean, um, I, I think we spend so much time talking about the fifth starter. Is there any world in which the four coming back are not in that starting lineup out of the gates? Or would you think a change like that, possibly bringing somebody like Jeremy Roach off the bench, wouldn't happen until later in the season? Do we really feel that confident in those four guys returning starting? I, I feel that confident, barring injury. Um, yeah. Again, you knock, on, you knock on wood that there's no injury. But, yeah, barring injury, I feel very confident that those four are going to be your starters. Um, and I, I really don't even see Jeremy Roach coming off the bench later in the season. I think uh, this rotation, again, assuming everybody's going to stay healthy, is going to be consistent with th- those four guys starting. Um, Tyrese Proctor at the one, Jeremy Roach at the two, question mark at the three, Mark Mitchell at the four, and Kyle Filipowski at the five. Well, let's see how that unfolds for Duke men's basketball, looking to figure out that fifth starter. Jerry McCain, I would say, uh, like you, Kevin, is likely the leader in the clubhouse. All right, so what about that uh, captain role for this Duke basketball team? I mean, look, leading up to the season, like we said, they've got to make this official decision soon. How do you see that unfolding? Well, it's interesting, right, because I think the first question you have to answer is how many captains is John Shire going to want there to be? I think under Mike Krzyzewski, the most the most amount of captains he had was three, right? So let's just say that's the maximum, and, and two is going to be your minimum. Jeremy Roach is going to be penciled as a captain because he was a captain last year. He hasn't done anything for John Shire to take away his captaincy. Um, and then you really have to decide between Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell, and Kyle Filipowski, in my opinion. Now, you do have other returners. Um, one other returner that really played a lot last year was Ryan Young, and um, I don't think he's going to step into that captain role. I think he's a leader on this team, but I don't think he's going to be um, certainly put on uh, the C on his jersey as the captain. So um, I, I would say Jeremy Roach. I would say Kyle Filipowski. And I would tend, if there is going to be a third, I think it'll be Mark Mitchell. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if John Shire only keeps it at two captains and it's Kyle Filipowski and Jeremy Roach. But if there is a third, I think right now I would lean Mark Mitchell over Tyrese Proctor. I'm curious to see ultimately who's chosen in that role. I do think that Ryan Young does have an outside shot. I just think when you look at this team, the players on the team, particularly when we go and watch and listen to the Brotherhood podcast, it feels as though so many of those guys are gravitating towards Ryan Young. He's so experienced, so vocal. Uh, Yeah, I would not be surprised if he's in the mix at all. I think the point is here, like, yeah, how many do you want to choose? Do you want two captains, three? Last year you just had one because there really weren't that many options of players returning into the fold that knew that Duke basketball standard. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I do think we'll see at least two or three captains. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting. And it should be said that just because you're not deemed a captain doesn't mean you're not a leader team, right? Like you can't have – it's not like the, uh, the NFL, like where you can have technically 15 captains and you pick the four or the three who go out to midfield for the coin toss before the game or something like that. Um, it's not like baseball where you only have one captain. I mean, in basketball, specifically college basketball, you can have a number of captains, but typically teams like to limit it to two to three. Um, and the odd ca- ch- uh, chances you'll have one like Duke had last year. Um, but again, if John Shire does keep it at two, um, I think it's going to be Jeremy Roach and Kyle Filipowski. 
A new commit for the Duke men's basketball program. We'll talk about that after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like such a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. All right, balldurham.com. Give me a plug for your work, sir. Well, you said it right there. That's our website, balldurham.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. And, hey, it's the first day of practice. We're all over it. We'll have posts up about the biggest question marks that Duke still has to answer going into the season. We'll have previews. We'll have um, a little bit of insight as to recruiting, like we're going to get into in a little bit. And, obviously, another big-time Duke football matchup coming up on Saturday against Notre Dame. We'll be, over, we'll be all over that, as well as the rest of the season for these Blue Devils, which are really putting a special year together under Mike Elko. Yeah, we'll have Josh Cox on the show tomorrow to talk a little bit more about that Duke win over UConn. And then big news this Saturday, Duke and Notre Dame college game day from ESPN will be in Durham. First time ever that Duke football is hosting college game day. This is insane, Kevin, and super exciting for that program. Yeah, it really is. I already won ranked victory at home in the first week of the season against Clemson. Um, Notre Dame, you have to wonder what their mindset is going to be. I'm sure everyone was watching that game on Saturday night between Notre Dame and Ohio State with them losing on the last play of the game. Um, so you wonder if they're still going to be a little bit shell-shocked from losing Ohio State or if they're going to be looking for uh, to get that bad taste out of their mouth. But nevertheless, Duke has really had an easy schedule since that Clemson game. And let's be honest, that Clemson game, it's still an impressive victory, but Clemson certainly doesn't look like the world beaters that we've all come to expect. So Expecting another sellout crowd on Saturday night under the lights at Wallace Wade Stadium. Expecting the, uh, what were they calling them, the Wade Wackos to be going, to be going crazy. And uh, it should be a good one. So you could read all the, our previews and our game coverage and our post-game coverage um, at balldurham.com. All right, so let's talk basketball. Let's talk recruiting. Another recruit uh, for the Duke Blue Devils last Thursday night kind of caught everybody by surprise. We had an awesome conversation over the weekend with Brandon Jenkins a 24-7 sports recruiting insider talking about this but Kevin I'm curious for you the newest commit for Duke basketball tell us a little bit about your thoughts well you said it perfectly it really just came as a, as a surprise it was very low-key under the radar everyone was expecting Khan to announce um, within like that next seven to ten days after he visited Duke um, the prior week and um, like I said in one of our reaction articles um, you really didn't get any get tipped off by these recruiting insiders and experts or whatever um, that are typically always just out there like, OK, player X is going to commit at 
seven o'clock on Monday night. You, you didn't get any, any of that. The only thing you really got, which was funny, was from the official Duke Twitter account. And obviously all the college basketball fans out there know Trilly Donovan. And he posted the the 24-7 sports uh, recruiting rankings, the class rankings. And Duke wasn't up there. And it was a lot of teams that not non-blue blood teams that are at, currently at the top of the rankings. And earlier that afternoon, the Duke uh, account replied to uh, that tweet from Trilly Donovan. And it says, not so fast, Trilly. And then a couple of hours later, Khan posts his uh, announcement post and, and Duke all of a sudden now is the number two class and obviously still the big fish out there, the Cooper flag, Dylan Harper, Patrick Nangaba. Um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's crazy how things change. And let's be honest. I mean, you put Khan and now Dan, Darren Harris together in recruiting class. And I said it uh, at the start, I asked the question, I mean, on paper, like, these are probably the two best shooters in the same recruiting class to come to Duke yeah. ever. I, I, they're, they're that good. I mean, Khan was close to 50% from three in EYBL this summer. I mean, that's unheard of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the last time that Duke would be able to say they had the top two shooters in a class, and they've got that now in Harris and uh, Khan Knipple. So credit to John Shire for uh, getting this commitment, for adding some wings, adding some shooting. Duke shooting was not that great a year ago. It will be improved this season, but next season with these commitments, wow. I mean, they're going to be shooting the cover off the basketball, that's for sure. And then to your point, and like we said in our conversation with Brandon Jenkins over the weekend, what was so frustrating for Brandon and a lot of those other big-time recruiting insiders out there is that Con Knipple is someone who really doesn't like social media. He's not a big fan of it whatsoever, so he's not posting his thoughts or, hey, these pictures of me wearing uniforms from all these visits I'm taking, just a really, really kind of, uh, he's got a good poker face, don't really know what he's thinking, and the next thing you know, boom, here's the commitment to join the Brotherhood. Yeah, we saw some photos come of Khan um, at Duke on his official visit at the football game um, when they played Northwestern last week. Um, he was sitting there with members of the team and assistant coach Emmanuel Dildy. So we talked about the recruiting prowess of Emmanuel Dildy over the summer when we got hired for Duke, and it seems like he was at the forefront of this recruitment of Con Temple. Um, but yeah, it, it's certainly a major boost. You had other teams like Virginia and then his two hometown teams in Marquette and Wisconsin in the mix as well. Uh, but it just goes to show you once a recruit gets down there to Durham and John Shire rolls out the blue carpet for him, um, things can change in a hurry because um, Duke wasn't really perceived as the favorite going into that visit, but obviously they were the favorite coming out of it. What's next for this recruiting class? What questions do we still have? And we'll discuss those after our last time out here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good, full of flavor and well-crafted, just like those full-strength beers. Their brews are great-tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more, constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety. They're fit for all times, so you could drink them anytime, anywhere, and make any activity even more enjoyable. No hangovers ever. You can find Athletic in-store, online, or at bars around the country. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. 
First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. J.J. Jackson alongside my pal Kevin Connolly, the site expert for Ball Durham. So, Kevin, we now have three commits in this Duke class. The number two class, according to a 247 Sports, a quick overview of the class as a whole, if you will, Kevin, in 2020. Yeah, so, yeah, so obviously, Con Kempel, I always butcher his last name. I apologize. I'll get it right. I know I'm going to be saying his name a lot more often now, so I'll get it right. But he's... You have him, Isaiah Evans, and Darren Harris, two five-stars, and Con and Isaiah. Darren Harris, still a four-star. Um, so right now, they're the second-ranked uh, recruiting class in the country. And, and then you still have, right as of right now, three or four big targets, I guess I should say, out there in 2024. You have Cooper Flagg. Um, you have Dylan Harper, which doesn't look great. Um, Patrick Ngava and VJ Edgecombe as well. So that, there's a four big players that are still on Duke's radar. And we'll continue to monitor those commitments and decisions being made in the days and weeks to come. Dylan Harper is one that we talked a little bit about with uh, Brandon Jenkins over this past weekend. A little surprised that he's even still out there, right? I mean, for a while it felt like, okay, maybe he's going to commit to Duke. And then uh, the Rutgers at home connection really was strong for Harper. And many people, you and I included, thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be over in the summer. Well, here we are, five, six days shy of the month of October and this man still hasn't committed anywhere. A little surprising. A couple of other teams have now started to get into the mix a little bit with Dylan Harper, and everybody just wants to know where in the world is he going to commit. Yeah, he's still down to those final five. He still says all five teams are in it. Um, I think Duke is certainly on the outside looking in. You have to say Rutgers is still the favorite, but at, at least from what, what you're hearing around is that the other three teams, Auburn, uh, Kansas, and Indiana, they're making their pushes. I think Kansas is making the hardest push. You have to remember there's a four-star guard from New Jersey named Tahad Pettiford. He's really good friends with Dylan Harper. He's committed to Auburn. Um, and then Indiana is still in the mix as well. So, again, it feels like Duke is a probably last out of the five right now in terms of the chatter that's going around. Um, but, again, recruiting, it's funny things happen in recruiting. It's a funny thing. Um, but you have to feel good about where Duke is right now with, obviously, Cooper Flagg and Patrick Ngaba. I think those are the two biggest targets left um, for John Shire. And also you have to realize Duke knows what they're doing when it comes to recruiting in terms of guys they're going to bring in, replacing guys that are leaving, right? Because we talked about this could be an offseason where Duke's has a ton of departures, whether it be the NBA draft or even the transfer portal. Um, so you already have three guys in your recruiting class. You're likely to add two more and make it five. Um, so it, it could be a, a really interesting offseason. Now we're talking about the offseason already on the first day of official practice, uh, but it could be an interesting offseason in terms of departures and guys coming in to replace guys who are eventually going to move on. Well, yeah, by the time we get to that first game of the season, that's when we're really going to start to lock into this year's squad, right? We'll talk a little bit about who that new fifth starter is going to be, the captains and whatnot, but still plenty of time to get these commitments taken care of because their senior seasons of high school basketball 
we'll get started and they'll want to be focused on that. So I would imagine a lot of these guys want to have their decisions kind of made by then. So November 6th is the first official Duke basketball game of the season. If you were to predict, Kevin, does Duke have five commitments in the class or at least four? Like, does another commitment come Duke's way prior to their first game of the season this year? That's a really good question, JJ. See, this is this is why you're the host of the show. You ask the tough <laughs> questions. I'm going to go bold. I don't know if it's bold. I'm going to say it's bold, and I'm going to say yes. Duke has two more commitments by November 6th from Cooper Flagg and Patrick Nangava. Remember Cooper Flagg? He's taken an official visit to Kansas. He was at UConn. He was uh, uh, there for parts of the Duke football game against Connecticut on uh, Saturday. He's going to be at Kansas for an official visit um, next weekend at – first full weekend of October. And then he's going to be at Duke October 20th for countdown to craziness for his official visit. So um, yes, I'm going to say he is going to commit um, before Duke's first football, uh, excuse me, basketball game on November 6th against Dartmouth. And I'm going to say Patrick, Patrick Mangaba will follow as well. Um, I believe I might've saw a report that he might be at countdown to craziness on an unofficial visit since he already t- has taken an official visit to Duke. Um, I'm not 100% sure about that off the top of my head. Um, But, yeah, I I think there's a very good chance both of those players are committed to Duke by the time the ball is tipped for that first game of the year against Dartmouth. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I want to see this class come together. I think it's going to be a great one, that's for sure. So, uh, Kevin, as always, it's good to chop it up and talk Duke basketball with you. Give us one more plug for the work that you do. So it's balldurham.com. You could read us daily there, everything Duke football, Duke basketball that you want, we have. And then you can always follow us on Twitter at ball underscore Durham. Thanks for the time today, Kevin. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thanks, JJ. All right. That's Kevin Connolly joining us here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. And that's going to do it for our show here today. Thank you so much for listening to us today. My voice has been coming and going over the last few days, so really appreciate you guys bearing with me listening to the show here today like this video on youtube subscribe to our channel your support continues to mean so much to us here at locked on blue devils without further ado that'll be all for our show we're back at it tomorrow my name is jj jackson thank you and good day